You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. As always on a Tuesday, it's the It's My Money feature brought to you proudly by Brenthurst Wealth. And today I'm speaking to Andre Besson from Brenthurst Wealth in Stellenbosch. And it's an interesting sort of interview proposal that Andre gave me. And it was to do with the influence of certain international political leaders on your international portfolio. Andre, welcome. I mean, this could be, get very controversial, but I'll try and rein myself in when we're talking about certain people and give a, give a balanced view. But my, my, my view, just to set the scene, is that certain actions in the short term provide some market volatility, and longer-term plans provide the need for longer-term adjustments in your portfolio. So short-term and long-term come into play here when it comes to politicians. Yes, uh, Lindsay, 100% correct. Um, so I'll, I'll think um, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump right into it and start uh, with our first character. I don't know if you have referred to him, but um, Mr. Trump from, from the USA. I've heard so, of him. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so Donald Trump, um, I'm going to touch on a couple of, of uh, international leaders. And then as you say rightly, um, if, if anybody makes – Headline news in on the sh- in the short term there is volatility, uh, mostly down and, and long term maybe up, but um, in and then and then just uh, quickly touch on on each um, on the background maybe and on, on the different ideologies. Um, sure. But okay, Donald Trump, um, he's very much a businessman more than a politician. So you'll see any any type of. Um, planned interaction, you will go in like a business deal. You'll go in really hard, uh, say controversial things. Um, he's a bit uh, unconventional in that sense, and he's very unpredictable. That's why the, the investment managers and, and, and our industry really doesn't, the majority of it um, doesn't like him because we don't like unpredictability. We don't like um, people throwing over the apple cart, if, if I say it like that. Yes. Um, but yeah, he has been really pro-business. Um, so I tried to read the, the main um, media, but also uh, try to interact with, with people on the ground. And, and some of the locals in America, they, they actually like him um, because he, he takes this American first um, stance. He's been the first politician in ages to actually do what he says in, in the um, in the run-up to an election. So is, he has lessened the red tape for, for businessmen. He's obviously reduced taxes, and that has been uh, fueling some growth. But he's very unpredictable, and in that sense, he, he causes a bit of, of waves. Um, and the next... Sorry, Andre, just before you go on, his policies have undoubtedly been Wall Street friendly and undoubtedly yes. created jobs, even though statistically, since he's been in power, it's been the lowest, uh, I think actually 2019, in nominal terms anyway, yes. was the lowest job creation since 2011, some, something like that. But it's obviously off a high base, so we must be fair to Mr. Trump. Yes. But uh, some of his policies seem to be very much focused on the the short term and then after Mm -hmm. he let's assume he gets another term of four years then after that four years then the consequences will be felt by whoever is in the white house and they'll have to clear up the mess that's a a perception i mean i don't say it's based on academic fact or or history but i'm just saying that that is a lot of anti-trump commentators come up with that argument Yes, no, hundred percent correct. So, so you you can't build Rome in a in a day. So Trump has been reaping the benefits and like um, the pros and the cons of the Obama administration. 
uh, and before him, etc. Because there's there's momentum created in the economy, and then, but but it definitely short term uh, benefits has been tax cuts you can feel immediately. But if you look on the, in the world stage, and he he uh, maybe increases or decreases relationships on a um, on a on a multilateral and a, and a geopolitical stage, then whoever is going to be after him. Uh, needs to either repair or, or to continue strengthening that relationship. Um, and I just want to make the point because it, it sets, a, sets a tone for some of the future characters or presidents that we're going to discuss. Yes. Um, the individual, but then there's also the institutions in the country. So, for instance, um, the U.S. has Senate. Uh, it has, it has a obviously strong um, a leg- legislation, uh, court system, etc., etc. So... Um, Trump can can say whatever he wants on Twitter, but there's also an, an establishment um, and a democracy, etc. It's very different in an in, a, in another country where a dictator um, can can have a bigger influence, positive and negative, um, in a country. So Trump, in that sense, is a bit reined in, but but he does uh, his main aim is he wants he wants to get a good deal. Um, yeah, and. Will people like it or not? Um, there's a lot of commentary going out saying the fact that he has been challenging China on the trade deal is a good thing because they've been trading with, with a very old, um, yeah, old it's, rules it's, it's, when, when China's still been small, but but now the way he does it is is, is questionable. Yes, so, and also yeah. the other thing is that we don't yet know what the deal is. I mean, again, anti-Trump cynics will say to you, well, he took it away. And now he's giving it back, and maybe we're back to square one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. But I do, yeah. I do believe that, yes, there is a, a definite uh, archaic system between China and the U.S. When China wasn't yeah. such a world power, these, these policies and these tariffs were put in place a couple of decades mm. ago, and now China is a completely different uh, animal, and it, they need to be adjusted. So, again, uh, yes. credit where credit is due. Although he goes about yeah. it the wrong way, probably it's going to be a good deal, medium and long term. Yeah, short term, I think there's a, the heat is going to be increased in his camp because the, the Democrats they there's going to be a lot of dirty politics this year because um, you know the Democrats are going to gun for him uh, before the uh, before the election, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you shouldn't listen too much to all the news, but the fact is that it's going to be volatile. Um, the headlines, at, at least, um, and I think the the stock market also. But then, uh, if it's okay, I'm, I'm going to just going to touch on um, the next one. I've um, spoken actually to some guys from Brazil yes. uh, over the holidays, some informed people, and they actually like uh, Jair Bolsonaro, the new president, oh, also yeah. pro-business, anti-corruption. But his, his his background is military, so he's he's kind of like a. His, going in yeah, his really name his name sounds like a general in the in the army in in, yes. in the dictatorship you know, general Bol, bolsonaro you know, now he's, he's, yeah. he's it's almost like there's been a coup d'etat or something and he's t- he's taken over uh, the one thing i will say yeah. is his environmental stance hasn't endeared him to the world but let's talk about um the economy mm. rather than the amazon yeah there's a lot of money flowing into brazil at the moment people have, have nicknamed him the trump of the tropics but um so, so he actually he likes Donald Trump, but I need to forget about Trump now for a moment. Yes, please. He's very pro-business. He's he, the fact that he clamped um, down on corruption is a big thing for for the locals in Brazil because they are just so fed up with with the corruption um, in the previous ten years. Very similar to South Africa, 
Um, so they actually had this op- operation um, car wash that where they just clean out a lot of uh, corruption in, in, in business and in, and in the public sector. And so the, the, the international community is starting to wake up uh, to Brazil a bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not a guy from the establishment uh, that's, that's uh, gone through the political ranks. He's kind of like came from the side, from, from the military background. Um, uh, going on, in the same kind of route almost is Putin from Russia. He, 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 I don't know if people know it, but he's been high up in the KGB. So he's also yes. military, but more intelligence background. And you can see that in the way that he that he t- takes uh, decisions. He's very, very tactical. He's like a chess player. His main aim for me is not economic growth, but rather an influence on the world stage. He wants to restore the Russian pride that, that has been lost in the uh, demise of the, the USSR. Yes, so it's a classic. The Cold War. Yes, a classic short man syndrome. First of all, any psychologist <laughs> would, would, would tell you that. But secondly, he also because he was in the old his old school KGB, as you said, the fall of the Russian Empire, the fall of the Soviet Union, the downing yeah. of the Berlin Wall hurt him very deeply. And he's trying to he's trying to reestablish Russia as a world power. And the other yes. thing that he did last week, of course, which you'll probably refer to, is that he he sacked yeah. he sacked the prime minister. And he replaced the whole cabinet and he's changing the constitution, mm. which if you read between the lines means that he can be in power for the rest of his life. So he's a dictator. Yes. Yeah. No, 100%. So what he did is um, he sacked uh, Prime Minister Medvedev, which if, if you remember, remember correctly, he served for two um, two peri- uh, presidential terms. Yes. Then uh, according to the uh, constitution, he needs to step down, but he, he just... <laughs> He just um, had Medvedev stand in for him for one term, and then he took over for his third and second term because yeah. it's not, you know, two consecutive terms. But the point I want to make is the guy he, implement, um, he appointed now as the prime minister is actually not political ambitious, but he's very, very um, astute, and he's, he's a very strong bureaucrat, but he's, he's a software engineer. He's, he's been doing very good work in the, in the tax service in, in Russia. So he, he can implement some of the, the, the big programs Putin has, has for him, but he, he will be so busy with doing that, he won't have any ambition to to have a, um, a re- revolution in the palace and, and, and throw Putin out. So you're 100% correct. The, it is a strange world. I've been in Moscow myself. It's a it's a different world altogether. Um, very intriguing but and cold, but <laughs> Putin is... Hmm. The people love him, and... Yes. Um, it's just that, that the, G, the the income per capita has been going down as Putin is, is in, um, embarking on these international missions, growing influence in the Middle East, in Syria, Africa, etc. But the Russian uh, stock market is up more like 6% last year. It's, it's a weird world, but now what's going forward, we don't know. Um, but yeah, that's Putin. Yes, can we just, the, just can, we, can we go on now? To I, I have to say this: uh, we, we started with a, an overweight uh, world leader with stupid hair. Uh, now let's go to an overweight world leader with with silly hair. Can we go to Boris Johnson? Because this is this is a yes. thing that's close to my heart. Let's go to silly hair, Boris. Yes, Boris comes from uh, like a journalist background. He was the mayor of London, I think, from 2008 until uh, it was a, a couple of years. He'd, he was a mayor of London. So he's, he's more of a politician than some of the other guys. He, he, he's also a strongman, if, if a strongman politician, 
um, he would say, we're going to go for this and we're going to get it done. Similar as Trump, Trump likes him a lot. He wants to do a, a trade deal with Boris. So Boris comes from a, a, a journalistic background. He was a mayor of London in 2008 for, all, for a couple of years. But he's, um, he, he was, he was the, the, the next in line to, to replace Theresa May. He was very critical of her. But um, the people actually, it was between Boris and, and Corbyn, was the two main like options for for re- replacing Theresa May and when Boris his party won the election obviously he's in power but um whether he's going to be a good leader for for the for the UK we will need to see um at the moment i think there's not too much emphasis on Boris the, the guys in the UK that i speak to they're just so fed up with brexit they're just so happy it's done and they can get on with their life Exactly right. That's what we need. You just need clarity. It has been dragging on for a long time. But he is, he's again, he's like a Trump figure, but with a posh English accent and, and not so brazen and not so stupid as Mr. Trump yeah. is. Not that Mr. Trump is stupid. It's all a relative term. We've been talking a lot about men, and that says something about the, the way of the world. But on the yeah. other hand, we have to go to Angela Merkel of Germany because yes. she has been a, a rock in the European Union and yes. although some people don't like certain of her policies I think she's been a brilliant politician uh, I don't know yes, what no, do you think Angela Merkel you can you can write a textbook on her um, I think in my personal opinion she's a mother, mother of austerity but in the same sense she has actually opened up upper arms um, to, to refugees coming in from out from the outside and, and whether people like it or not um, you, you not only should uh, your country shouldn't just um, look out for their own interests, and 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 there's actually there's a lot of um, lot of good things that that she she done. She kept the EU basically together. Um, if you look at a track record, it's very very solid. It's building strength on strength on strength. Um, the only thing is that obviously she has a. a, a, a She's at a stage now where she's starting to step back, um, and that is going to leave quite a vacuum. Um, so we're a bit, a bit concerned about that, but um, I'm going to talk a bit about somebody who wants to fill that vacuum. But but in essence, Angela Merkel, if you look at uh, the German economy, with all the QE going around, Germany actually has been an example of austerity, working hard. Uh, growing the economy, etc. Let's do one more if we can, and then we just must contextualise this and talk about what it means for portfolio construction, probably a long-term portfolio construction, and how much store you set on the political events and the political leaders' policies that we've just been speaking about. So maybe one more, if you would, Andre. I wanted to speak about Emmanuel Macron just filling that vacuum, but let's go go skip him. You can either go for him or for, for China, for Xi Jinping, but Macron has been, he's, his background is a private banker, he's also kind of like uh, flirting with the elite, but he needs to be on the ground um, meeting people, but he, he's actually very stable, um, very uh, measured moves in terms of what he what he's doing, and he's, he's actually, my feeling is he wants to fill that void that, that Angela Merkel has, has been um uh, is going to leave when she leaves. Um, so if you take out France and, and Germany from the EU, actually there's not much that remains in terms of, of GDP. Um, 
so France for the EU to continue, France and Germany needs to be strong. Um, yeah, so that that's what I wanted to say. About, okay, there's lots of me. political um, manoeuvring going on. It's been quite an extraordinary last couple of years. What do you say to your clients? Do they care about political leaders? Do they will they listen to this podcast, uh, or do they just say it's got nothing to do with it? It's all to do with interest rates and monetary policy and uh, fiscal stimulation. What what is your view at Brenthurst Wealth towards political manoeuvres? So we we can't um, predict uh, political manoeuvres. Uh, we can't even predict um, uh, whether Mr. Trump will be. A, in power and uh, like with the whole impeachment thing, which I don't think will go through, but the bottom line is uh, we have, we've had you, uh, presidents resigning in, in the past um, overnight. So we can't predict that. What we, what we are looking at is a country or companies that can, can make money irrespective of macroeconomic, uh, macroeconomic and, and monetary policy, etc. So we are looking for companies that would say, okay, um, we can make money in the USA or in Brazil or in China, um, but there's a difference between GDP growth and GNP growth. So, so any 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 uh, president would say, "Okay, I create jobs. There's GDP growth. There's good policies in place, and we, you want that in in a in a in a, um, a president, international leader." But most of the time, there's so much noise going around. Um, and and it really influences stock markets in the short term, and it because it's based on fear. So, um, whether uh, Microsoft is still going to make a lot of money, whether Trump is in power or not, exactly. And we're going to invest in companies that I well, in funds that in, identify companies such as that, and say, listen, if America blows up, we can just move our headquarters to another country, and we can still make money, and we actually want to to tell clients listen if you're interested in international politics read up on it you can ask me i'm i'm really interested in in, in it but i'm not going to invest my money based whether putin's going to stay in power or not or uh, whether xi jinping is going to ban winnie the pooh which he actually did and um stuff like that so you want good quality companies that's going to make money um, whether they operate in South Africa or in Russia or, or in America. Okay, so the message is enjoy the political shenanigans, uh, but forget about it when it comes to constructing your portfolio and stick to basics. Andre, thank you very much. I'm a yes. frustrated political commentator, as you probably gather, but thank you very much for your insight. Andre Besson is from Brenthurst Wealth in Stellenbosch, and that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.